Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. It is early in the morning on a Wednesday, and I'm excited to be talking to you. I've missed talking to you. I've been uh, not using my voice for almost two weeks, a little over two weeks, um, and it's getting better. I'm not ready to do a full recording yet. I've got to save my voice for the audiobook recording coming up, and we got a lot of really great guests that are going to be on the podcast. We'll record on Friday of this week. So keep praying for me and uh, I'll be back with you with a whole bunch of new content uh, starting next week. And um, I just wanted today to let you hear my voice, to let you know I'm still alive out there. I've got a great um, old episode for you today that you haven't heard in a couple of years um, about the problem that we have when we when we forget to live while we're living. We We all seem to have this idea that someday when this and that and the other thing happen, then I'll be happy, then I'll be able to live, then I'll finally be able to get things done and we forget that all the intervening time we still have a life to live and there's a little story from the old testament about promised land problems that i think will be really helpful in that context and i spent my whole life you know once i finish college then i'll be in med school and then I'll, once i finish med school then i'll be in residency and once i finish residency then i'll be in the air force and once i get out of the air force then i'll have private practice and then i'll be happy and i just kept chasing these changing goals and realize one day you wake up and you're you know 35 and you're like wait a minute all I've done is work for the last 20 years and and you got to have a life while you're having a life so this is going to help you with that I want to send two shout outs number one um, our good friend Alex McGill just passed her nursing board she found out yesterday so congratulations Alex um, long time in school and studying she's been through lots of hard things and she got that amazing news yesterday that she is an RN and gets to practice uh, her chosen profession and we're grateful Alex to be alongside you uh, Lisa and I love you and proud of you and we're grateful for you and and uh, just uh, excited for this new part of your life and career so shout out to Alex and all those who have been working for a long time for a goal when you get that news that you finally got it done that's a big deal and so it's a great blessing in life to work hard for something and accomplish it and I just want to um, congratulate Alex and everybody who's going through something like that. Um, good job. Hey, and the second one is an email we got on uh, a couple of days ago from a young man uh, named Josh in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And Josh um, sent a beautiful email that he's been listening to the podcast after a friend introduced him to the podcast. And he's been struggling with alcohol and substance abuse for many years. Um, he's struggled with it and struggled with it. And he's been unemployed for several months because of it. And he's finally gotten himself the help that he needed. And he's done it through faith and through listening to, to helpful podcasts, including mine, and through friends and community and through recovery programs. And now he's he's... 30, almost 30 days clean, and he's gotten a new job. And Joshua, just thank you for reaching out. Your story is inspiring. And for all those who are struggling with addiction or through hopelessness of different kinds, Joshua is an example of somebody who's making it happen. But he finally broke through because he realized he couldn't do it alone. He had to have help. He had to have outside help. And that's the prehab part of the treatment plan that we're always talking about. you got to put good stuff in your heart and in your head, friend. God's promises, scripture, songs, community, other people who will come along you because you're going to have these rough times in your life you're going to hit these massive things and when you do you need that community around you now i'm going to teach you the self-brain surgery part of it for what to do when tmt happens when the massive thing happens but the prehab part is so important and that's what finally is clicking for joshua he's he's gotten into this idea that that 
really strength and safety and recovery comes from faith and and preloading your brain with good things and through community and through diligence and all those things. So good job, Joshua. We're proud of you. We're praying for you. Good job. Good luck in your new job. And listen, friend, I'm going to get get off my voice here so you don't have to hear this congested old man talk today. But I want to give you back this episode about living while you're living because I think it's really going to help you. Very excited about some of the guests I'll be bringing you in the next week, and I'll go get those ones that I had to cancel from last week and get them out to you soon. And we're going to do a lot of these hope talks coming up to the release of my new book, Hope is the First Dose. And the last thing, exciting thing, we found out yesterday, the German edition of my book, I've Seen the Interview, is coming out next month. And I just got the cover art. Um, I'll share that with you in the Sunday newsletter this week, probably. So if you're not getting the newsletter, go over to drleewarren.substack.com and sign up for free for the weekly self-brain surgery newsletter. It's the final piece of the puzzle to this community. If, If all you're getting is the podcast, you need the books, you need the newsletter join in it's helping people like alex and josh and it'll help you too friend hey we love you we're praying for you keep praying that my voice comes all the way back i'm, I'm tired of not being able to talk to you and uh, remember you can't change your life until you change your mind and the good news is lisa's about to tell us you can start today i wanted to bring you an old you start today episode today because i think it'll help uh, kind of clarify one of the things one of the problems we have sometimes in life is we are so worried about what we're going to do down the road or what we're going to do if this happens or when that happens that we forget that we're living now. And so, you know, God put your whole life before you before one of your days came to be, that's what the Bible says. And so you're supposed to enjoy them all, maximize what you get done in all of them, and, and really connect with the people around you and the place and the time in which you are while you're planning for those things in the future. And uh, the story is sort of the story of my life from high school all the way through the end of my residency training. I was always thinking about what I was going to be like when I was a neurosurgeon and when I was done with my residency and all of that. And I spent so many years like like worrying about the future that I, I don't even remember a single song from the 1990s. Like I, I don't, I, I just, that whole decade was a black hole because all I was doing was focusing on the future. And so um, there's a story in the book of Exodus about what happened when the people finally, after 40 years, finally got into the promised land. You'd think they were set free and they were home and all of that. But there's all kinds of problems that happen that I call promised land problems that are the, the, the culprit really is having your head in some place and time and situation other than the one that you're currently in. And so this old Why Start, uh, You Start Today episode I think will help. Uh, and there's also a link to a magazine article and focus on the family are a magazine that uh, they published one of my uh, articles about grief. And if you're grieving or having lost something or someone uh, or going through something hard right now or know somebody who is, I think this article will help you. Um, and so today we're just we're going to learn how to avoid the problems that we face when we can't seem to live in the place and time that God has us in. And when we can't see the promised land for what it is, then we have trouble. So today we're going to learn how to live where we are now, even while we're getting ready for whatever God might have for us in the future. And as always, Tommy Walker is going to help us start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. That place is called self-brain surgery. You can learn it and it will help you become healthier, feel better, and be happier. And the good news is you can start today. 
Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. I'm a neurosurgeon and an author, and I'm here to help you harness neuroscience, the power of your brain, faith, the power of your spirit, and good old common sense to help you lead a healthier, better, happier life. Listen, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind, and I'm here to help you learn the art of self-brain surgery to get it done if you like the show. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Hey, my friend. I'm glad you're here. I've been thinking about something all week, and I can't wait to share it with you. What if I told you that you could take a two-week trip and make it last 40 years? What if I told you that you could spend your whole life chasing something in your future or running from something in your past and you could miss everything good that you could have right now? And what if I told you that you could live in a version of what you really want because you think you've arrived, but you really wind up never getting the great life you were designed for just because... You never learn to wait for it. These are all tragic examples of something I call promised land problems. And today, we're going to learn how to avoid them. If we don't solve the promised land problems in our lives, we can end up wasting our days wandering around in the desert version of what we were meant for. And we can die in the wasteland of an unfulfilled, unsuccessful, unrewarding life. I want to enjoy my life now. I want to make the best decisions I can make. So I'll wind up exactly where God intends for me to be. And I don't want to make all kinds of detours and missteps along the way. And I'm betting, my friend, that you want those things too. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I want you to hang out with me for a few minutes today because the information we talk about in this episode today could save your life. So let's go. Hi, I am Chris Brogan, and you are listening to Dr. Lee Warren and his incredible show, You Start Today. By the time you're done, you should get started. You Start Today is all about real life change. It's about changing the things that are holding us back, keeping us stuck. It's about moving forward, about learning the art of self-brain surgery so we get our heads on straight and our minds, bodies, spirits, work, and our relationships. Every week, I'll give you my best prescriptions for a healthier, better, happier life straight from your friend, the brain surgeon. Sometimes I have guests, and they'll always be someone who's done something remarkable, overcome something incredible, or who's story can help you live your life the way you want but it's always about starting today remember you can't change your life until you change your mind let's start today this is max Lakato, author and pastor you're listening to you start today with my friend dr lee warren if you want to become healthier feel better and be happier you start today you ever take a trip that took a lot longer than it should have isn't that irritating you know somebody's got to stop to go to the bathroom or there's a detour an accident a flat tire wrong turn bad gps data whatever you figured on three hours and it took five man that's irritating well there's a lesson from history about a group of people who left egypt on a trip that should have taken about 11 days they were only going 250 miles or so but that 11 day trip ended up taking them 40 years Now, this isn't a Bible lesson on the podcast today. You can read the book of Exodus in the Old Testament of the Bible if you want to learn the story of how God used Moses to convince Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. 
in their journey through the wilderness to eventually enter the promised land called Canaan. But let me give you the highlights. I want to give you the highlights so we can get around to what I want to share with you today. There's a few lessons in the story that will be powerful tools for us in our quest to start today to become healthier, feel better, and be happier. Basically, the nation of Israel had been enslaved in Egypt for several hundred years, and God sent Moses there to get them out. You probably heard that story. There were plagues, the angel of death, all kinds of mayhem. It's a great read, and even to this day, people are still making movies about it. But the part of the story I want to talk about today is what happened once the people crossed the Red Sea. You know, there was that dramatic scene where God parted the ocean and the Egyptians got drowned in the sea after God delivered the Israelites safely on the other side. I'd like to think that I would have been so impressed by the plagues and the miracles and the Red Sea business that I would have been totally convinced that God's plan was to take care of me and the other people with me, and that I would have been all in and obeying him and happy to do so. But the reality is, I'm probably no different. You're probably no different than those people were. They had very short memories. They started complaining, worrying, griping, and wearing God out with stuff like what they were going to eat and what they were going to, when they were going to get there. Are we there yet, God? God led them with a pillar of cloud in the day and a pillar of fire at night. He fed them manna and quail. He never let them go hungry. And here's the punchline. They got where they were going, right up to the threshold of the promised land, but they didn't trust God. They were too afraid of the reports they'd heard about giants and other dawning information, and they lost faith. It only takes about 11 days to walk from Egypt to Canaan, but because the people didn't have enough faith, God made them wander around in the desert for 40 years until that whole generation of people died. The next generation got to actually go into the land which turned a two-week trip into almost a half-century of misery. And worse, even when they made it into the promised land, the people managed to muck it all up. They disobeyed God, they worshiped idols, even fought with each other and split into two groups that were a total disaster for hundreds of years. The Old Testament shows that the people never really could lock into God's plan, and the result was a lot of pain, a lot of heartache, and a lot of death. What a shame, right? But what if I told you that many of us do the same thing in our own lives today? I've noticed four types of what I call promised land problems. We can learn from this story that apply to all of us today. If we understand the types of things that keep us wandering around in the desert instead of being happy in the place God intended us to be, whether that's physically or metaphorically, then we can overcome those promised land problems and make it to our version of the promised land now. So here are four promised land problems and how to solve them. Number one, the are we there yet problem. This is what I call not enjoying the journey. And this is really the the story of my life from about 1987 to 2001. I was so locked into college and medical school and residency and learning how to be a neurosurgeon that I really didn't do or enjoy anything else for that long period of time in my life. I, I don't remember any music from the 1990s. I don't remember very much about anything except trudging away, learning how to do what I thought was going to make me happy later on in life, learning how to wear a certain title and a certain occupation. That are we there yet problem, that idea that something that's going to happen in the future will make us happy, that we'll be happier when we're with a certain person or have a certain amount of money or live in a certain place or have a certain degree or a certain title, that concept that we're not yet where we need to be in order to be happy, that is a major promised land problem. If you don't understand 
how to be happy where and when you are now. Even if you're working on a goal, working on something for the future, you still need to figure out how to be happy and how to be comfortable where you are now. That was one of the problems that the people had. They were with God. He had done amazing things to deliver them from Egypt. They were on their way to the place he was taking them, but they were griping and grumbling and complaining about the journey. The are we there yet problem will tear you up in your life. It will keep you from being happy. It will keep you from feeling fulfilled. And it actually carries a great danger for you in the future. Because my friend, if you can't be happy now, you'll never be happy then either. The second promised land problem is the I want to go back to Egypt problem. This is a problem where we basically overvalue our past. We forget the bad parts. We we overemphasize the good parts of what we think about from the past. It's basically homesickness. This is the summer camp problem where you miss home so much that you can't see all the great things around you that you have the opportunity to do. And you just want to go back to where you came from. Sadly, this is also a problem for people who have come out of abusive relationships. They sometimes are so afraid of being alone or so afraid of what might be out there in the future, the fear of the unknown, that they begin to overvalue the even dangerous and hurtful things in the past that they had. That comfort of just knowing what they had sometimes makes them believe that that that's better, a better alternative for them would be to just go back to where they came from instead of being out here in the desert looking forward into some future place. That that uh, I want to go back to Egypt problem. The people were out there saying, gosh, you know, when we were in Egypt, we had plenty of food and they gave us straw to make bricks with and we had all this great stuff and we had homes and we weren't living out in tents and we had, you know, all the scenery and the wildlife and all that stuff. They were They were remembering parts of having been living in Egypt, even though they were slaves, even though somebody was beating their backs, even though they had hardship and difficulty and they were not free, the people were grumbling and complaining about wanting to go back because they were afraid of what might be in the future. That's a terrible problem, my friend. Don't look back. Whatever's in the past is just a memory. It's a lie. It's not real because you can't ever have it again. And where you are now can be exactly where God intends for you to be, where I guarantee you that he's trying to take you somewhere if you'll let him. But it's not behind you. It's in front of you. So get that I want to go back to Egypt problem out of your head because there's only pain and slavery and death in the past. There's no goodness in the past. There's no reality in the past. There's only the future and the present. And the present is the only thing you can actually have any kind of control over. So don't look back. Look forward. Learn how to be happy now and don't wish for something in the past because you can't have it again. The third promised land problem is the I'm really not a promised land kind of person problem. And this is the idea that you think that wherever you are right now is good enough, that the life you have now is good enough, that that the job you have now is good enough, that, that maybe there's something out there that you really don't deserve or you really are not good enough or smart enough or or whatever enough to get something better so you settle for something you have now. This is a problem that leads to a lot of bad relationships. It leads to a lot of underperformance in our lives. This concept that, well, I'm really not special enough for God to want more for me than this, so I'm just going to settle for this. I'm not willing to take any risk or jump over any, any difficult obstacles to get somewhere better than where I am 
because I think I'm just not that kind of person. I'm, I'm not designed for something bigger or better. My wife had a dream one time. It was almost like a vision, and she's not you know, a crazy kind of vision kind of person, but, but she clearly had this sense that God was telling her, why do you think that I have big dreams and big plans for everybody but you? Why do you think you're the only one that I don't have something remarkable in mind for? And my friend, that's, that's a problem. It's a promised land problem that all of us are sometimes drawn to, that this concept that God couldn't really have something great in store for us, that he doesn't really have something amazing in mind for us. But let me tell you, he does. He's got a promised land out there for you. He's got something great that he designed you to have or to be, and nobody else can fulfill that but you. And if you fail to accomplish, if you fail to take take possession of the promised land that God designed you to inhabit, then it'll hurt you. It'll hurt the people around you. It'll damage and weaken your legacy. It'll it'll set a lower standard for your children and your future than God intended for you to accept. You know what's interesting? Actually, two and a half of the tribes of Israel decided not to enter the promised land at all. They were satisfied with the farmland that they were in, in the desert, and they wanted to stay there. And if you're a trivia buff, it was Reuben and Gad and half of the tribe of Manasseh from Numbers 32 in the Old Testament. They they were happy enough out in the desert. They didn't want to go across the river and into the promised land. They They thought that was enough for them. And they missed out on all the things that God had in store for them down the road. So the I'm really not a promised land kind of person, this is good enough for me kind of problem is a terrible problem that you need to eradicate from your life. God has something bigger and better in store for you. And I'm not talking about money or fame or power. I'm not talking about material possessions or any of those kinds of things. It's not a health and wealth kind of gospel that I'm preaching here. What I'm saying is God has designed you for some specific purpose and some specific accomplishment and place and time and purpose and he wants the best version of you. He made you to be something in his image that he designed especially for you that nobody else can accomplish. And don't settle for less than that. Get get into and cross the river and accomplish the possession of your promised land that he designed you for. And don't think that you should accept anything less than that. And the last promised land problem is the what I call, wait, I thought this was the promised land problem. The problem with waiting until some future event, place, or circumstance change to be happy is that once you get to the promised land, you might have this idea that once you actually get to the place where you thought you were going, you might have this concept that all of a sudden, magically, everything's going to be okay there. That I thought this was the promised land. And all of a sudden you realize that, hey, there are giants over here. There are big cities with walls around them. And there are armies inside those cities that the people don't want to just surrender and let me have the promised land. But the issue is that when the Israelites finally got into the promised land, they had to fight for it. They had to struggle. There were big giants there. There were, there were difficult things that they had to overcome. They were not just magically all happy and, and perfect because they had finally arrived at the promised land. Now, I'm not talking about heaven. I mean, someday, Lord willing, I'll get to see the actual real promised land and be in heaven with him for eternity. I believe that's what Christians had to look forward to in their lives. But in in the earthly times what we live in now, God clearly has a purpose and a place and a plan for us that we can look at as our version of the earthly promised land. 
And just like the Israelites in the Old Testament, we're going to learn when we get there that there are troubles there. The promised land is not without struggles. And so if you've got this concept that when you marry this certain person or you get this certain job or you arrive at this certain level of wealth or whatever it is that you think is your promised land, that when you get there, there won't be any other troubles. Well, you got, I got bad news for you. People die in the promised land. You lose children, you lose jobs, you lose fortunes. You have to struggle to accomplish certain things. It's not just a, a walk in the park just because you're in the promised land. So you can be in the place where God intended for you to be. But because we're still in this world, there's still an enemy. And because you still have a body that will break and, and things that will happen, just because you're in the promised land doesn't mean you won't have any troubles. And so here's the thing. If you're waiting until you're richer, fitter, married to a certain person, have a different job or degree or live somewhere else to be happy, you never will be because promised lands have their own problems too. And it's up to us to be present and enjoy the journey as much as we're going to enjoy the actual possession of the land. Earlier this year on the podcast, we talked about the five truths, the five true things you have to embrace if you want to have the kind of life you were meant to have. And let me remind you of those now because they're relevant to the notion of promised land problems. And even the Israelites could have saved themselves a lot of trouble by using these five truths. Here they are to remind you. Number one, past losses can teach us, but they can't define us. The people didn't have to be slaves anymore. They'd been delivered, but they weren't yet free. They were trapped in the past so much that they were begging Moses to take them back to Egypt, back to slavery. Number two, massive change requires massive action. You can't reach the promised land sitting around in Egypt. It's not going to come to you. You have to roll up your pants and walk into the sea and trust that God will part the water once you're in it. Number three, if you want to feel better, you have to do better. The people should have zipped up their lips, followed the pillar of cloud, and it would have taken them 11 days to reach the promised land. But they were stuck reacting to their feelings. I'm so hungry. I'm so scared. I'm so tired. I'm worried. Look at those giants. They're huge. And they were complaining and giving in to their feelings, their fears, etc. And doing that, being led around by your feelings instead of responding to them, will keep you, my friend, wandering around in the desert for 40 years when you should have been in the promised land. In 11 days. Number four, peace is achievable in spite of circumstance. As we learned last week, happiness is a decision. You don't have to have something, be somewhere, be with someone, or do anything to be happy. You can be at peace right where you are and when and with whom you are, but you have to decide. Peace is achievable. It's a decision. Number five, the time to start is today. You start today. God made you with a purpose and a plan. I want you to find it. I don't want you to be stuck in the slavery of your past or the far off dream of some magical point in your future when you think everything will be perfect. The time to be happy, the time to get after it and make those real changes you need to make in order to live in your promised land is today. Listen, you don't want to wander around in the desert anymore. Sure, there are giants in the promised land. Of course, those places and things you're supposed to conquer in your life aren't going to just surrender. You'll have to fight for it, but it's yours for the taking. You've got something, some reason God put you on this planet, and I'm telling you that you can have it, and you can be happy while you're on the journey. You can't change your life, my friend until you change your mind and solving your promised land problems will get you on the right path. Embrace the five truths and slay those giants. This stuff could save your life. I know you can do it. 
You want to become healthier, feel better, and be happier? You start today. This has been You Start Today, the Dr. Lee Warren Podcast, Episode 54. Get more information, all the links I mentioned, and more at wleewarrenmd.com backslash 054. Before we go, I want to remind you that the Book a Week Challenge is in Week 24. Lisa and I are in Week 24 of reading a book, at least one book, every week, and it's really helping our minds grow. You can do it, too. If you want to get smarter, you have to read more. Check out wleewarrenmd.com backslash book challenge to learn more about the reading challenge. And remember, a great way to read more books is by using Audible for audiobooks. You can listen to audio audiobooks while you drive, while you work out. Audible is a great app, and you can listen to it anytime, anywhere, up to three times speed. It's a great way to maximize how much smarter you can get by reading more. And you can go to wleewarnmd.com backslash audible to sign up for a free trial and get two free audiobooks, even if you cancel. Don't forget, if you're struggling with weight loss or with trying to achieve a higher fitness level, visit our sponsor for this episode, Dr. Jay Tita's Metabolic Aftershock Program. It's powerful and it's life-changing and it's deeply discounted at wleewarnmd.com backslash aftershock. If you'd like to ask me a question, leave me a voicemail on the YST Podcast hotline by calling 1-334-246-4569. That's one 234 4569. You can leave me a message with your questions or comments at any time. Remember, my friend, if you want to become healthier, feel better, and be happier, you have to start today. Life isn't brain surgery, it's harder. It's a war. But even though life is hard, God is faithful. You can have the life you were created to have. You can live in the promised land. But if you're not present and realistic about where you are now, if you never learn to be happy apart from your circumstances, even the promised land won't be enough for you. It's got its own problems, like giants and fortified cities. So if your plan is to wait until you arrive to be happy, you'll never get there. Don't make an 11-day trip. Take your whole life, my friend. Start today. Hey, if you like my podcast, you'll love my newsletter. Every Monday, I give you my best prescriptions for a better, healthier, happier life for free. Check it out and join the community at wleewarnmd.com backslash newsletter. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and you've been listening to YST. Be sure to subscribe via iTunes so you automatically get new episodes. I can't wait to talk to you next week, but you start today. Hey, I hope that was helpful. Um, Hey, we're doing a Bible study, John to Know, James to Grow. I told you about this before. I'll put a link in the show notes. There's about 200 people that are currently in the process of going through that study. It's 30 days long. It's some of the deepest and best uh, study I've done in a long time. And it's just the idea is the book of John, in my opinion, is the best way to get to know Jesus Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, the human being, and also the, the man who claimed to be God. And so if you want to know about that, even if you're not a religious person, you can agree or should agree that throughout the arc of human history, no single human being has been more famous or his legacy has been as enduring as that of Jesus of Nazareth. So it'd be wise to just figure out what the Bible actually says about that person. And even if you don't think you're a religious person or don't have any interest in that sort of thing, you you know a lot about Julius Caesar, you know a lot about Genghis Khan, you know a lot about Alexander the Great. Probably be reasonable and wise to get something to know, to know something about Jesus of Nazareth. So John to know, and then James to grow. The book of James, uh, James was not the apostle James. James was not James the less, the other apostle James. Uh, James, uh, this James was the brother of Jesus who 
uh, scholars think founded the church in Jerusalem after uh, the early day, in, during the early days of Christianity. But the brother of Jesus, the, the biological brother of Jesus, James, wrote a five chapter little book called James ironically, um, or I, I guess eponymously. Um, and the book of James is basically a little practical handbook of how you live the Christian life. Like if you want to know what Christians are about and some bullet points of how to live that life, the book of James is great. So we got 21 chapters in John, five chapters in James, that's 26, and there's four more days of some extra bonus things to think about, some videos to watch, books to read. And it's just 30 days. And if you sign up for it, you get a welcome email. And the next day you start getting it. Every 24 hours you get an email for 30 days. Check it out. John to know, James to grow. It's really helping people. We're getting good feedback, and I think you would get something out of it. Hey, friend, Lisa and I are so glad that you're in our lives. We are grateful and thankful for you in this podcast and newsletter community. And we just can't wait to get to know you better through the Infinitely Happier app. So please sign up, w1md.com slash newsletter. Um, we're going to work through our promised land problems. We're going to learn how to live here now, even while we're preparing for whatever God has in store for us. I hope, hope this episode was helpful to you, and we will see you soon. And as always, friend, let's start today. Hey, thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, drleewarren.substack.com. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self-brain surgery, drleewarren.substack.com. And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at wleewarrenmd.com slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at tommywalkerministries.org. Check it out and consider supporting them, tommywalkerministries.org. Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.